This is I'm Not From Here with Josh on Sin Nation. Yeah, hello and welcome to I'm Not From Here. My name's Josh and this show is all about my move over here to Melbourne from regional WA and my adventures in discovering everything that this city has to offer. And that's particularly true tonight, where you'll hear my tour of the Melbourne Town Hall and my interview with Town Hall tour guide Judy Stanton. Scott will join us again to help us decide whether WA or Victoria has the best pies. And as always, I'll be playing you a heap of new music from people like Glass Animals, Abby May, and these guys from Sin's Sweet 16 for this week. This is Gang of Youths with Strange Diseases. You're on Sin Nation? For I'm not from here. Community radio is a vital part of the Australian media landscape, providing a voice for unique, diverse and vibrant communities across the country. The recent federal budget has reduced funding for community digital radio, a move that puts all community digital radio services at risk. Show your support for live and local voices by signing the petition at keepcommunityradio.org.au. Help keep the community in your radio. At the top there we heard new stuff from Gang of Youths and just then a real important Keep Community Radio message. Keepcommunityradio.org.au is the website to check out. And while you're doing that, follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook.com slash I'm not from here, FM. Coming up after this, you'll hear my take on Victorian pies. This now, though, is Glass Animals, another Sweet 16 track. This is new stuff from them. It's called Life Itself. You're on Sin Nation, from not from here. That is Churches with Tether, and before that, new Glass Animals here on I'm Not From Here. That's life itself. All right, every week, my WA correspondent slash the Chloe to my Kim, Scott Martin and I pick something weird out and try to work out whether WA or Victoria do it better. This week, we're comparing pies, but this week I thought I'd try something a little bit different to go with the audio you're about to hear, but I explain it in the package. Here's my adventure down to the bakery to test Victoria's pies. It is Sunday, the 22nd of May. It is just after 2 o'clock and I'm starving. I'm going to go down to the local bakehouse and have a delicious pie. It's a little bit grey and cloudy. I'm really hoping that the rain holds off because I haven't brought my umbrella. <laughs> I've been here for over two months now and I still, I still haven't worked out how Melbourne weather works. It's not consistent enough. I feel like the time is right to let you know as well. Um, I'm recording this not only in audio form, but also visually. I'm wearing a GoPro chest plate thing walking down the side of the road. So you can follow along my adventures later on if you like. I think that I, well, I feel like, and I think that I look like an extreme sports star. I don't reckon that's, <laughs> I don't think that's the image I'm giving off though. Alright, on my way to get some bakery food, I've been distracted, which is <laughs> unheard of. Normally it's the bakery food that does the distracting, but this time I've been distracted by a game of soccer, which is going on at my local park. I don't know who the teams are. There's a green team with a white V and a blue and red vertical stripe team. I'm not sure who they are or who's winning, but they just keep the ball out and I got to get the ball for them, so I'm feeling very helpful. And like I said, I am visually recording this. So if you go to sin.org.au, 
I will have a video up of this soccer game soon, I'm pretty sure. It's really windy, the, the weather may play a part in this game, although I, I wouldn't know, <laughs> if I'm being honest, much about soccer. Okay, anyway, back onto my quest for the bakery food. I'm walking down the street now. I'm getting real hungry. I think the bakery's a little way away, but I've heard they've got some of the best pies in Australia there, so it should be worth the wait. The next cool spot to see on my adventure down to this hopefully delicious pie is the Flemington Racecourse. So cool to think about how much Australian history has been made here. Alright, it's been a long trip. The rain's held off, which is good. I'm just about ready to order this pie. I know it might be a bit controversial not just going with the traditional meat pie, steak pie, but I'm going to change it up a bit. I'm going to grab a steak and mushroom. Alright, I've got my steak and mushroom pie here ready to eat. I'm not sure what it is about Melbourne bakeries, but all the pies come served in the little silver tray thing. That's weird. We don't do that at home. We just chuck the pie straight in the bag. I'm not sure what you guys are thinking there, but all right, let's get into it. All right, I've let it sit for a little while. I don't want to have another coffee crawl incident where I burn halfway tug off, but uh, pies are a two-handed meal, so I'm going to need to put the mic down, and I'll let you know how it go after this. Oh my lord, that's a d delicious pie. You can serve them in whatever weird silver trays you like if you're going to keep making them taste like that. That is so delicious. That is so nice. I can I can see why they serve them in the weird trays because it's crumbling apart to the max. This is falling apart in my hands, but oh, it doesn't matter. It's so delicious. I need to mention though, this isn't the first pie that I've had in Melbourne. I'm a bit of a pie fiend. The first thing I did when I came here was scope out the bakeries and see who had the best. I hadn't been to this one though, and this one I'll be coming back to. Something I noticed about the pies over here in Melbourne that uh, is a bit different to back home, there's, it's sort of similar to what I experienced uh, when I was having the, the chips while I was here. It's a really sort of sweet salt that they use here. I'm not sure if that's in the, the gravy itself or the, the pastry of the pie. But yeah, the few pies that I've had here have been real sweet, but this one's not sweet, which is good in my opinion. I'm not huge on the sweet pies. This is a, a really nice savoury pie. And since I got a, a steak and mushroom pie, they need to distinguish that from the, the regular meat pies, of course. So mine had a little love heart on it, which I guess means steak and mushroom, but also it made me feel very nice in my chest. The only thing I'd probably say to improve this pie would be a bit more stability of the, the base of the pie itself. It's all falling apart and it's going everywhere. But the taste is top-notch. It's all good. This is going to be a tough pie to beat. Yes, that's my adventure to the bakery to eat a pie. And I'll be honest, it was really, really good stuff. And like I said, you can check out the video of the little pie adventure on Facebook, facebook.com slash I'm not from here FM is where you can check that out. After this, we'll hear from Scott and hear his take on WA's pies. Now, though, here's a WA artist. Bit of a strong language warning on this one. Quite a strong language warning on this one. It's Abby May, new from her. This one's called Are We Flirting? <laughs>
out of Western Australia. That's Abby May here on Sin Nation returning with Are We Flirting? Also out of WA, my WA correspondent slash the Angus to my Julia Scott is going to regale us with tales of WA pies. Here he is on I'm Not From Here. So me and my friend Andrew, we just want to go grab some pies. It was quite a long trek. We're back into the radio studios now to give you the best audio qualities we could find, but that means that our pies have gotten a little bit cold. Boo, cold pies. Boo, cold pies. So we're already at a little bit of a disadvantage. But, um, Andrew, do you want to open up your pie and take a first bite and tell me what you think? Sure, why not? Do you want to know what sort of pie I got? Yeah, I'd love to know exactly what type of pie you got, and I would like to know how long ago you got it. Because it's been a while. It's been a while? (laughs) Um, I got... What did I get? I got chicken and chorizo. Yep. And I think we got it, like, literally 40 minutes ago. All right. He's ready to take his first bite. He's licking his thumb to... to yeah. It's all the crumbs. <laughs> very good sound bite there, as well as a very good bite there. I got mostly pastry. Mostly pastry. Mm-hmm. You want to go for a second before you give a, uh, some kind of verdict? Not a verdict, but just a first uh, impression. Can I follow it first? No. All right, and I've got a... What have I got? Beef, cheese, and bacon? Either beef, cheese, and bacon, or... Um, no, I think beef, cheese, and bacon. Sounds yeah, right. I think that's right. Why would you get something else? You're absolutely right. Why would you get something else? Because this is the best type of pie, and I was very happy to find that they had one there at about 7.30pm. <laughs> All right, Andrew, you, you give an impression. I'm going to take a bite. All right. Uh, it's okay. It's cold. It tastes good, though. Like The filling's... Good. It's quite chunky chicken. You can taste the chorizo, which is, you know, a plus. Yeah, and it's quite saucy. You all right there? Choking on yours? I've got a lot of crumbs. Yeah, they are a bit crummy. It's because they're cold. That first bite was very, yeah, a lot of pastry. I feel like Josh is only getting me chewing. We want chewing. You want the sound of someone masticating? I don't think it's that kind of Sin Nation show. I used a C word, not a, not a B. I don't think you're allowed to say the C word on Sin Nation either. Second verdict? I've had a better pie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that could be because of the heat? Or lack or of? Lack of, yeah. Yeah, it would be better if it was warmer, because then you'd have a nice softer pastry rather than this dry, crummy, almost tasteless pastry. I had better pies. But flavour, Andrew. Flavour. WA. WA. Nothing to do with the fact that we messed up by making this very cold. What would you say? I like the flavours. The flavours are there. You have an aftertaste and the ingredients look good, actually, so I'm not going to complain. It looks like it's good, good quality chicken, good chorizo, and good herbs and spices. Very good. Well... I've had a couple of bites on microphone, hopefully. And, um, yeah, it's not actually too good. A little bit disappointing. Same, I've had better pies, but I can see, looking into my pie, I can see all the ingredients. I can see the bacon and the cheese, as well as the meat. So, I mean, technically it's fine, but I'm not, you know, I'm not too fussed if Josh decides to give this one to Victoria because, uh, I don't know. I don't know. 
that is our WA correspondent slash the censor to my Rob, Scott Martin there with his mate Andrew Holroyd, telling us all about the pies in Perth. This is another really hard one because Scott and Andrew ate their pies cold. I know that WA's pies are real good when they're hot, but I've... I've seriously never had a steak and mushy as good as the one that I had. So this week, I'll have to give it to Melbourne, I think. Congratulations. Be proud of your pies in their weird silver trays. And don't forget to check out the video of my pie adventure. Facebook.com slash I'm not from here. FM is where you'll find that. After this, from Best Coast, I'll bring you my tour through the Melbourne Town Hall. This is Fear of My Identity. Last 30 seconds, I'll wait for him. But I know it's me. From remote communities to big cities and representative of many different voices, cultures, languages and beliefs, Community Radio is the voice of local communities. But this voice is being threatened. The recent federal budget has reduced funding for Community Digital Radio, a move that puts all Community Digital Radio services at risk. Show your support for live and local voices by signing the petition at keepcommunityradio.org.au. Help keep the community in your radio. That's Best Coast with Fear of My Identity. You're listening to I'm Not From Here on Sin Nation, where I, a pretty fresh Melbourneian who's only recently moved here from WA, explores this awesome city. This week, I went on a tour of the Melbourne Town Hall, and it was so interesting and so much fun that I didn't record a whole lot of it because I was just so engrossed in the tour itself. Here's a little piece, though. You'll hear a tiny bit from me and a little bit from my tour guide, Judy. I'm sitting out the front of the Melbourne Town Hall. A guy just walked past walking his sheep. I hope you know that that's weird. That's a weird thing to do. This is a weird city. That said, though, I'm very excited to go and check out the Town Hall, have a tour, and have a bit of an interview with Judy. I'm on the tour now. This has been so cool already. Running up to the, the second level of the Town Hall. I've already learnt about John Batman and Melways, all sorts of stuff I haven't learnt before. Let's keep going. That's when we became Victoria, and our first governor was Governor Latrobe. He was a visionary man, he was a, a spiritual man, he was a cultured man. Then, from John So's time onwards, big changes. Now we have what's called a popularly elected council. And that means that the Lord Mayor and the Deputy Lord Mayor and the nine councillors are chosen by the population who are the eligible to vote population. When European settlers came here, they drove Aboriginal people off their land and off things that were truly significant. as we discussed before, has this rocky outcrop, had this rocky outcrop here dividing the fresh water from the salty water and made a bit of a waterfall. When some of John Batman's team were travelling upriver, back from Geelong with some Aboriginal people, they said to them, what's the name of this body of water? And they thought that they were pointing to the waterfall. The Aboriginal word for, for flowing water is Yarra Yarra. Incorrectly, the settlers called the river the Yarra Yarra. The correct Aboriginal name for our river is Birrarum. So, as you can see, there's a spot here for a banner and there ain't no banner there. And the reason for this is that the reigning monarch, Queen Elizabeth II, carries her banner with her. And if she's residing here, it goes up. She's not here today. 
Robert Hoddle wanted main streets in their black on my bag to be 30 metres wide because he knew that the transport needs would grow and there were open drains and for health reasons it was considered important to have circulating air. Governor Burke liked a finer grid where the main streets were 20 metres wide and there was a parallel 10 metre wide street that served as a laneway for the main street. A compromise was reached. Every main street in their black on my bag is 30 metres wide. For our east-west facing streets, there is a 10 metre wide street in between. So it goes Flinders Street, Flinders Lane, Collins, Little Collins, Burke, Little Burke, Lonsdale, that's why. But land was so valuable, people built their houses and businesses on the little streets. Mm. And in the 1880s, this fabric of laneways to Grave Street, Market Street, all those little laneways that we like to go through and drink our cappuccinos, came into existence to pick up the rubbish, make the deliveries. But now we like to eat and drink in those little laneways. So it's the same grid, but it's been really adaptable to different needs. just checked out the council chambers so grand in scale it's amazing boston in the usa it has to do with education st petersburg arts and literature milan both melbourne and milan consider themselves food and fashion capitals of the world and delhi in india and that has to do with the commonwealth games where you see private that's the lord mayor's office yeah finishing off explaining a few of melbourne's sister cities that was a bit of a taste of my town hall tour here on I'm Not From Here. I need to reiterate just how good the tour was. Judy really knew her stuff. And as someone who doesn't know anything about the history of Melbourne, it was super interesting. After this, you'll hear my interview with Judy and you'll hear all about the special visitors who stood out on the famous portico in 1964. Here's the drones in the meantime. Another intense language warning on this one. It's called Boredom and you're on a Nation. From their latest, feeling kind of free. That's the drones with boredom here on I'm Not From Here, where yesterday, as a part of my mission to explore Melbourne, I toured the town hall and had such a great time. Afterwards, I sat down with my tour guide, Judy. I'll let her introduce herself. Josh, I'm Judy Stanton, and I'm one of seven town hall tour guides. And we offer tours of the Melbourne town hall at 11 and 1, Monday to Friday. The tours are an hour. And it's an iconic building. We go through the 1910 building and the 1870s town hall. And the idea is that we um, allow people to actually see the town hall at level two of both of those buildings and give people an introduction to the rooms that are here, the functions and a better understanding of the city of Melbourne and its town hall and its Lord Mayor and its councillors. I asked Judy to give us a bit of a rundown on the history of the town hall. Who built it? When they built it? That kind of thing. Town halls, generally speaking, represent a really symbolic statement of the confidence of a city. So the city of Melbourne became a town in 1842, but we didn't have a town hall yet. Um, and so the first meetings took place in, the, in a hotel because that's, the, that's what the first mayor owned and that was all that was available. And then the first town hall was built, took four years to, to build, um, and it was built between 1851 and 1854. Everyone was rushing off to the goldfields instead of staying here to build a town hall. But eventually it was a beautiful bluestone building next to the law courts and the police station. Once we discovered gold and our status and our wealth increased, we wanted a grander town hall. 
1867, Joseph Reed drew up the design of the 1870s town hall, which is the older town hall that we went through on the tour today. And it's grand and it's classical and it had a portico added in 1887 so that people could go and greet Melbourne and famous people have, the, the Queen, the Beatles, ABBA, and you today, Josh. I think you are out there waving as well. <laughs> I'm sure from now on in her tours, Judy will tell visitors to the town hall about the times ABBA, the Beatles, Josh from I'm Not From Here on Sin Nation all stood on the portico and waved at their adoring fans below. As someone who's really into his music, I couldn't help but ask Judy to tell me a little bit more about the Beatles' visit. So in 1964, the Beatles were in the Melbourne room, which was one of two function rooms. We didn't go in there today because there was a special tasting. We, we, that's a function room that's hired out, and so if people are hiring it for their special occasion, they get a taster of the meal. So that was happening in the Melbourne room, so we couldn't go in there. But had you gone in there, you would have been in the same room that the Beatles were in in 1964. And there are some very symbolic and important items that are linked with that visit. So the Beatles were each given a boomerang with their name engraved in gold, and there's also a beautiful baby grand piano in that room. And the Lord Mayor said to the Beatles, John, Paul, George and Ringo, look, there's a beautiful baby grand piano there. Who of you would like to play it? Paul McCartney said, I would, and he played some Chopin. Ringo said, eh, I don't want to play the piano, I want to dress up like a Lord Mayor, and he did. John was pretty keen on the 30,000 screaming fans out on the street. He went out onto your portico and he threw the boomerang out to the crowd. Of course, it never came back. George just played by the rules. Also in that room, had you gone in there with me, there's a beautiful silver tea set that was commissioned for Queen Elizabeth, who visited Queen Elizabeth II, who was the first reigning monarch to visit, and she visited in 1954. She was only 26. Beautiful tea set was made in her honour and she was offered a cup of tea and she said, oh, I think I'll have a glass of orange juice, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like our queen, all right. I asked Judy to go on about the town hall to tell us about its functions in the past and its function now. So when you talk about the town hall, it's actually a physical building um, and so it's very much a place of celebration. It's um, an event space. It's a meeting place. So we have rooms where there are meetings held, council meetings, but also there are horrible spaces. We have grand events, we have concerts, we have celebrations, we have festivals like the, the comedy festival, the fashion festival, the writers festival. So it's very much an events, celebration, weddings and function rooms. And it's an iconic building of the status of the city. So it's got historic significance, it's got civic significance, and it's, it's interesting in its change in that before Federation Square was there, it was the main spot for every big event. But now it's a different sort of function and reception space. Federation Square holds 10,000 visitors and so it's used in a complimentary way. The Town Hall is obviously such an important place to the City of Melbourne, but I wanted to ask Judy what it means to her. Uh, I think one of the things that I, I really like, I like the historic and the architectural side of it. I like the fact that it is an iconic building and it's a busy working Town Hall. So nearly every tour, as we did today, we met the Lord Mayor. So we'll nearly always meet Lord Mayor, Deputy Lord Mayor, a councillor. They will usually stop and say hello. 
Um, and so you really you realise that it's our council and they're there um, to interact with. It's often said to me it's very unusual to be able to walk a town hall like we do. And I think each of the spaces that we go into tell you a part of our story. And it's an evolving story and it's really nice to unfurl that story by actually physically being in the spaces. Oh, Judy, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time. It's been a pleasure, Josh. That's Judy Stanton, the volunteer who took me on a tour of the Melbourne Town Hall yesterday. It was so much fun and so interesting finding out all about Melbourne's history. Thanks again to Judy for taking the time. After this, I'll play you a song that's going to win the Brownlow to take us there, though. This is Bertie Blackman with Baby Teeth. Just sign up from here on Sin Nation. That is Andy Bull, baby, I am nobody now. And before that one, we heard Bertie Blackman with Baby Teeth here on I'm Not From Here, where we're done. Big fun show it was tonight. We learned that Melbourne has the better pies. We heard my tour through the town hall and we caught up with town hall volunteer tour guide Judy Stanton. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook.com slash I'm Not From Here FM. Now, I said I was going to leave you tonight with a song that I think is going to win the Brownlow. I know that sounds weird, but on Twitter, there's an amazing account at Music Brownlow, which nominates an artist, and then you can vote on their three best songs in the 3-2-1 Brownlow style. This week, one of the artists was Tism, and this song was a shoo-in for my three votes. This is Greg the Stop Sign. Thanks heaps for hanging out tonight. I'll be here again next week from 10 o'clock at night here on Sin Nation. Have a good one. The guy who slagged the football team, those jobs were not for him. He turns into a real estate agent who believes in discipline.